This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The Senate Taxation Committee has killed a bill that would have helped workers reduce their student loans. Senate Bill 124 from Missoula Democratic Senator Shane Morigo would have provided that student loan payments paid by an employer as a benefit to workers aren't counted as taxable income. There were no opponents to the bill when it was heard in committee, and it saw support from students, recent graduates, and the Montana Chamber of Commerce. However, Republican Senator Russ Temple of Chester said the bill duplicated a provision of the Federal Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. That's the CARES Act. Senator Shane O'Brien from Missoula pointed out that the federal program sunsets in four years. Quote, we can't count on that federal funding beyond 2025, and this bill takes care of that beyond. The legislative website did not provide a vote total, only that the bill had been tabled. Montana students graduate with an average of $33,000 in student loan debt. The House Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Committee has advanced two high-profile bills to increase the trapping of wolves. Representative Paul Fiedler, the Republican from Thompson Falls, introduced the bills that would lengthen the wolf trapping season and allow the use of snares. Supporters of House Bills 224 and 225 say the measures are needed to control wolf populations. Opponents' criticisms include general opposition to trapping and conflicts with other user groups. They said the Montana Fish Wildlife Commission was a more appropriate entity than the legislature to deal with this issue. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks annual elk report for Region 1 in northwest Montana says that elk calf numbers were up following a three-year slide with the severity of winter identified as the major factor from year to year. The report describes the overall population as difficult to assess, but it appears to be stable or perhaps slightly increasing. House Bill 225 allows for longer trapping seasons, but also provides local flexibility. House Bill 224 would add snares to foothold traps as legal equipment for trapping wolves. Representative Rob Ferris Olson, the Democrat from Helena, cautioned that the committee should be leery of trying to interpret biological data. Quote, no one has given us data supporting a causal relationship between an increase in wolf population and a decrease in elk or ungulate populations. We've seen a correlation potentially, but this is all anecdotal. The topic of non-target catches was a consistent point by opponents due to concerns about trappers catching domestic dogs or other wildlife that could be injured or killed. Another Montana coal mine has closed after a fall in demand for coal. Decker Coal in the Powder River Basin has, according to court documents found by the Billings Gazette, filed for bankruptcy. In a Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing in December, the coal company Lightfoot Resources cited the dismal coal market. The company said in court filings it was no longer economically feasible to operate the surface mine. 
The company had laid off 76 workers at the Deckford mine in December. 46 employees remained, with nine furloughed union employees. As of January 22nd, the company had stopped mining for coal, and there are only four union workers at the facility. A federal judge in Billings has stopped the expansion of Montana's largest coal mine, ruling that the federal government failed to consider properly the harm that the pollution from the Spring Creek mine near Decker could cause. U.S. District Court Judge Susan Waters ruled that the Federal Office of Surface Mining failed to account for future costs of greenhouse gas emissions from coal mined at Spring Creek, as well as the costs of non-greenhouse gas air pollutants like mercury and the impact of transporting coal. Montana is the sixth largest coal-producing state in the country and has more recoverable reserves than any other state. That's according to the Energy Information Administration. Now the Office of Surface Mining must go back to square one and come up with a new environmental assessment within 240 days or conduct a more comprehensive environmental impact statement. As they say on TV, but wait, there's more. An attorney with the Western Environmental Law Center, Wild Earth Guardians, and the MEIC have challenged expansion of the Rosebud Mine near Coal Strip. Officials have transported 50 Yellowstone National Park bison to the Fort Peck Assiniboine and Sioux Tribes. The animals were under quarantine at the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service in the Gardner Basin. The relocation moves more disease-free bison to tribal restoration programs. There are still 64 female and 25 male bison under quarantine at the Yellowstone facilities. That will be going up. Bison will be captured and sent to slaughter with more meat distributed to participating tribes. That will begin later this month. An avalanche advisory has been issued through Tuesday in the northwest Montana backcountry as dangerous conditions persist. The advisory includes the Swan, Whitefish, and Flathead ranges and the Lake McDonald and Marias Pass areas of Glacier National Park. On Saturday, a 60-year-old Kalispell man was killed in an avalanche while riding in the Swan Range east of Kalispell. Flathead Avalanche Center forecasters say 15 people have died in avalanches in the U.S. in the last week. Quote, this is the most avalanche fatalities in a seven-day period since 1920, according to the Avalanche Center Monday Advisory. Five of those people involved multiple burials and deaths. GOP State Representative Brian Putnam has tested positive for COVID-19, according to Montana House leaders. Putnam felt mildly symptomatic Thursday night, was tested Friday, and received his positive test on Sunday. He notified leadership of the results and authorized the release of his name. Putnam participated in the legislature remotely on Friday and will continue to do so. He's a member of the House State Administration and Natural Resources Committee. 
His closest contacts have been notified and contact tracing has begun, according to House leaders. He's the third Montana lawmaker to report having tested positive for COVID-19 during the current session. Montana health officials reported 111 COVID-19 cases, but no deaths on Monday. After the update, active cases in the state stood at 3,220. It was 3,618 last Monday and 4,391 active cases two weeks ago. With no new deaths reported, that total remained at 1,314. Since last Monday, there have been 80 COVID-19 deaths reported statewide. Montana has reported 1,133 residents dying since the beginning of October. The total of people fully vaccinated is up just about 400 from the previous day. It's now 38,444. 11,527 were vaccinated last week. Active hospitalizations in Montana were at 101. 4,356 hospitalizations since March. Montana has reported 95,914 COVID-19 cases. 91,380 are considered recovered. The number of vaccine doses increased from Sunday to Monday by 849. Now a total of 140,070 and another 1,892 test, tests were completed on Monday. 992,000 have now been tested. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 32 states and provinces in 20 countries on six continents. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMRDB in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana news. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.